The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite, CDW, and Ford. From Chicago Bears Training Camp Headquarters on the campus of Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon A, we are bringing you Bears All Access tonight. Brought to you by IGS Energy with 85 Bear and Super Bowl winner Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak and our special guest, Bears starting quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Thanks for taking the time to join us. And you don't have time. I mean, you are really stretched, aren't you? Yeah, right now. Trying we're, to learn we're, we're squeezing it in right now. <laughs> Appreciate y'all having me, but uh, got to make time for uh, Bears All Access. So. Give, give us an idea of just what it's been like uh, from, a, from a layman's perspective, how you can translate it into their everyday life, just what you're trying to learn here and yeah. trying to be. So it's just wake up, eat, practice, eat, meetings, walk through, eat, meetings, go to bed, do it all over again for however many days in a row. Had a day off yesterday, got to decompress a little bit. But, yeah, all we're doing is eating, meeting, talking football, and, and then playing football. So, um, really, really they just locked in out here in Bourbonnais, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're installing a lot on offense, uh, so it's all about just repetition, getting it down, and and uh, learning the installs each day. Is is there anything <laughs> transferable from last year? Because last year we watched Mitchell Trubisky being a three, five, seven step drop quarterback. Now we see Mitchell Trubisky RPO. Is there anything transferable for you, either language wise or fundamental wise? It's a lot different. Um, it's a lot different from last year. Just the the footwork, the the differential differential between last year and this year. It's just there's a lot more freedom within the offense. There's a lot more freedom within the the footworks and the drops, um, RPO, drop back, and it's all about timing and getting it down. So we have like a quick three, stretch three, and rhythm three. So they're like all different three steps, but it's all within that family. Um, and then all the terminology is different. We have some words that were taken from last year, but they mean different things this year. And that's throughout, I mean, all, all throughout all the NFL. Like you have some words that are definitely used like trips and double. And, but last year it meant something different this year. Um, cluster. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cluster. You know, you you know have all those terms. I, I've seen you run maybe five or six different screens already. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about a screen. You know, we had a slow screen. We had a slip screen. We had a fullback screen. Now I see I might have seen you guys screen to five or six different players. That's just one play in particular that has a lot more exposure of what you can do with it. I love the tight end screen. Yeah, definitely. That's it's it's going to be good. It's all about um, getting our different playmakers the ball and taking, taking pressure off the rush. So just getting the ball out quick. It's an easy completion for me. Um, still counts as pass yards, and we're just getting our playmakers the ball and the take the rush out of the thing and let our linemen go downfield and, and go blast some people. So um, we we have a lot of good screens in, and it's all about just uh, keeping the defense uh, on their toes, just trying to hide the ball and um, just all that all that good stuff. That's a good point about hiding the ball, because especially with the action you're bringing with the speed you have, whether it's Taylor coming around on an end around or a fake or whatever, it does freeze the defense for that split second. And you're a magician back there with hiding the ball. I've had to pull my head around a few times to make sure you, you know, make it hard to call games, you know, because you got to make sure you know where the ball's going. Is that a big element of this that 
is really going to slow down a defense, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. You just want to let that make that des- uh, the defense hesitate just for one second. Just you could get them di- going a different direction or catch them out of place or um, have two defenders go with one guy that doesn't have the ball just to get them out of place. And uh, it really opens things up within the offense and it makes it easier on us if we could just um, if we could trick the defense just just by those simple window dressings, the motions, the jet sweeps, the uh, arounds, the um, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. but and you got to have the sp- the legit speed time, as you pointed out. They, they have to respect. It. You have to respect it, Tariq. You have to respect Taylor. You have to respect Kevin. You have to respect it. Right. I mean, you got so many playmakers at the line of scrimmage; they have to account for them. And I said it's going to open up running lanes for your running backs, but it's going to give you a great decisions to make at the line of scrimmage. You know, it seems. A- I, I, and I again, sports transferable. Are you? It seems like you're more of a point guard now. You know, the more familiar you become, you can distribute, you can head fake, you can eye fake, you can hand fake. But again, it's about distributing the football. But you can yeah, also hit it. a three. Yeah, that's that <laughs> you can hit help. the three. That's the the deep ball, the yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what it's been for my whole life. And last year was a little different. And then we're getting really back to just quarterback. It's all about getting the ball to your playmakers, not trying to do it all yourself. Uh, use the talent around you, and I'm just and I got a lot of talent around me now. So just distributing the ball, making sure we're in the right uh, basketball term, the right offensive set. So is, are we going against a man play, a zone play? Uh, do we have the right play on versus the right coverage? And uh, do we need to run the ball? And just getting all those things, making sure we're all set. Every and we for us, we play our best when we play fast. We're not thinking at the line of scrimmage. We go through our checks. Um, and we're in the right play, and then we just go out and execute it. So for me, it's just getting everybody set in the right place um, and then distribute the ball to our playmakers, let them do what they do with the ball in their hands. What's neat for us as Bears fans is for years we've watched the great running backs, whether it's Gale Sayers, Walter Payton, Neil Anderson, the whole crew of running backs that have been here. And the other day, listen to Coach Nagy. He talked about how important the vertical passing game is to make this offense successful. And that's kind of interesting for us because we're used to seeing three yards in a cloud of dust. But – you got to have that influence of throwing the ball downfield in order to do more at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Coach Nagy's offense last year they led the league in rushing, and then they were very good passing the football as well. So you got to have number that balance. two yards after the catch, which I can see a ton of that here. Right, for sure. That's yeah. what we want. We 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 want yards after the catch, get the playmakers the ball, stretch the ball down the field. But it's it's all going to come with that balance, and we have great running backs, and we're going to have to use all of them. Uh, to keep the defense honest. And then hopefully when, when you suck the defense up, that's when you can really take shots behind them. So uh, we just got to use both those and um, feed off one another, and hopefully that allows everything to open up. But you got definitely got to have that balance. And uh, and our linemen up front, they've done a great job pass, uh, pass blocking, but they, they love running the ball, and uh, that's what they really enjoy doing is run blocking as well. So in this, do uh, you really feel then – given what you've learned to this point and what's all, all been uh, put in, you'll be able to affect every blade of grass, horizontal and vertical stretching it. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. I think uh, all good offenses do that to some extent, um, use all the field and, and really do what you're good at. Like we're, we're going to be our, off, all, our, our own offense. We're going to do what we're good at, and we're not trying to be anyone else besides ourselves. We're not trying to be – the Chiefs from last year, we're not trying to be the Patriots. We're not trying to be the Eagles. We're trying to be the 2018 Bears, and we're still figuring that identity uh, under Coach Nagy and his offense, and they've done a great job so far, and we're just uh, just going to keep rolling from here. Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky with us here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jeff and Tom with you as well. 
and we're pleased to have the starting quarterback of the Bears with us. Well, you, you know, old school, we would carry a playbook around with us. That could be anywhere between three and 400 pages. How much of this new playbook do you have ingested? Because, you know, Mitch, I, I don't think people, I, I do, I talk about it all the time, how difficult it is for a quarterback to master the terminology then know exactly what it means. For us, other position players, we can look at pitchers, we can look at what is identified exactly to us. How long did it, how long does it, take you to master just the language to go out and run a huddle yeah it's still an ongoing process i would say because we're just building and building each day but i mean we, we could play a game tomorrow with everything we have in it we'd be perfectly fine we got enough in the run game in the past game uh and in situational two minute red zone all that stuff to be able to play to a game tomorrow but right now we're trying to get as much as we can on film of the whole playbook we're still in installations and I don't even know if we're halfway done yet, but we just have a ton of bulk. And uh, for me, it's just drawing a lot and going through the play call so I can step in the huddle, say the play call with confidence, making sure everyone's getting lined up, we're playing fast, and everyone knows what to do. Um, so there's a lot of studying uh, for me from that aspect, but we definitely have enough in right now where, where we could go out and play a game. But this, this offense and the way they've taught it, everything builds off um, – one concept and gets more and more complex to just just give us more options down the field when, um and i mean down the road when yeah. you break the huddle does the cadence just fall out of your mouth or because there's a lot of adjustments and i think a lot of site evaluation a lot of subtle changes that you can make just in your cadence so you use all that terminology you tell them what you're going to do in the huddle mm -hmm. then you go to the line of scrimmage and Two, three, four things could change yeah. you know how, how like i said is the cadence easy for you or is it something you think about um, it's, I mean, it's become easy. The, we have a bunch of cadences, which is different from last year. Cause we usually would, the defense is kiki on it. We right. only have like go off one or two cadences. Now we have like eight to 10 or however many so cadences. I'm not trying to give too much out here yeah, cause yeah. we probably but got I, I, enemies I'm, listening yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah. Too, so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, so listening, gonna, I'm listening as an offensive lineman at practice. So it's no, not to divulge information, you know, I'm just trying to see the simplicity. Heck, I heard Coach Nagy chirping today when he was uh, in the in the running back uh, pass protection drills with the linebackers. Oh, yeah. He was some good hard counts from yeah. your head coach. Yeah, he's, he he knows how to do it. He's been in that spot before. So I would just say for me, I get the play call in the headset, and I think about the play, and uh, sometimes you got to use a dummy cadence. Sometimes it's a good play. Let's get up and run it. So I'm thinking about that. I get into the huddle. I tell them what we're going to go on, tell them the play, and then reiterate what we're going to go on. And depending on where the play clock's at or um, if I need to make a check, I could go with the cadence I told them or change it, and that's how we're going from okay. there without giving out too yeah, much yeah, information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's, it's, it's, it's an ongoing it's a good enough process. Answer for me. Yeah. We got two football minds sitting here, that's for sure, working out the details of what it's like to uh, put together an offense and get it going for the regular season. We're going to take our first break. Mitch Trubisky, kind of us to join us here tonight on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across this great country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Mitch Trubisky, Bears starting quarterback here, our guest tonight on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Paul Zerangler, engineer, and Greg Miller helping us out today. Tom Thayer and Jeff Joniak here. Miller, you know, that beard, it's got, he's got camp beard. He's got camp he's, beard hey, He's grown on. it early for the playoffs. It's all white. Hey, Mitch, I got a folklore question for you. So I'm out in Hawaii this year, and I meet somebody from your neighborhood. 
And then tell me about this high school game you played where you were the quarterback, and I think Kareem Hunt was the running back on the other team. Yep. And he was saying that Mitchell Trubisky would take the ball and run around one end and take it to the end zone. They would pitch it to Kareem Hunt, and he would go around the end. And I just heard that this game was some pretty explosive offensive firepower to from two guys that are now in the NFL. Yeah, it's crazy. I played against Kareem in high school, and then we actually played against each other growing up too. So when we were 10 years old, I think was the first time we played each other. And um, our youth teams just battle against each other. And now that we're both in the NFL, it's pretty crazy, but always rooting for Kareem. Did you see that coming from, from him? Uh, or was he too I young mean, to recognize that type, this level of talent? We were we were just out there playing. Yeah. Uh, we really weren't thinking down the road, but obviously we we stood out and and what we could do on the football field, and we just continued to chase that dream and believe, and it made it happen. But yeah, he's he's a special. Yeah, I knew you know player. hearing that hearing that out in Hawaii, I always said I'm going to ask Mitch that question when I get a chance, and so I've always been wondering about the folklore of two great high school people. Well, you know, and it's no different for you at Joliet Catholic, and I'm sure you and your brother, and I'm sure you guys weren't videotaping like we do now as as, uh, as parents. We videotape everything our kids did in sports. and uh, But I love seeing the old Peyton Manning, Eli Manning videos from their backyard. Uh, there's one coming up uh, on the Kelseys. Uh, that are, you know, they show them in Browns uniform and Indians hats, and they're running around tackling each other in the backyard. I'm sure you have those videos with your brothers. Yeah, definitely. We got all you have one brother or two brothers? I got two brothers two and a brother. sister. Okay, so you yeah. got a lot of good stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you think about that 10 years from now, 15 years from now, they're going to be running that stuff about you and what it was like growing up in Cleveland. And it's going to just – it's it's got to be a little bit – I don't have the right word for it, but not overwhelming, but it's just stunning to think that as a little kid you're doing this and you have dreams – and then they start to become reality. And not everybody gets to experience that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, there's no really words to put it in, um, put put in the words. But, like, you just, I mean, this is my life. There's no other way to, like, look at it besides, like, this is the game. It's meant everything to me. And I put everything that I had into it. And it just worked out to where uh, I get to do it for a job now. And, um, play play at the highest level. So I mean, it's it's been a long time coming, but I, you for me living it, there really was no other way that it, it was going to work out. I guess if you put it that way, but it is a dream come true. Definitely take, don't take that for granted, and uh, it's it's the best job in the world. Well, for people that grow up to be a professional quarterback, for the people I got to see you growing up as a young kid, all the Pop Warner football I played high school, I never played with a quarterback that went on a Division One football or that went on to become a professional like yourself. So it's got to be neat for those people that live vicariously through the people they see grow up in their towns and, and that are good in different sports. So, you know, quarterback, that's what makes that position so unique. There's one out of a 1,000 where if you're big as a kid, you're, you're a lineman. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I know a lot we, of people back home still root for me and uh, – that means the world for me. I got a lot of close friends that are pretty much on this. Um, all my friends and family are on this ride with me, and they get to enjoy it. And like yep. you said, you quarterback, it's, there's a lesser lesser of us. Yeah. Did, so. did you feel the same way with your family? They're all on the ride with you and still are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the youngest in my family, and I had the chance to go on a team during their most successful moments. But it's different. You're an obscure. You're a right guard. There could be 50,000 people at the game. They have no idea who you are. You get 50,000 people at the game, and every one of them know who's the quarterback position. So it's kind of a different stress. You've always said you were born to be a lineman. Yeah. 
body type. Do you feel you were born to be a quarterback? Yeah, definitely. You yeah. never thought about anything else? Nope. Nope. I was thinking about playing running back up until sixth grade. Then we started throwing it, and I was like, I knew I was meant to play this position. So just throwing, running, getting everyone lined up, and uh, just always having the ball in your hands, always being in control. That was um, – uh, I just felt like it was what I was meant to do. That's what the word I was going to go to was control. Control. You, you, that's your person that you like to be in charge. Being be in control, for sure. Different than being in charge. Be in control, same thing. I don't mean it that way in that, you know, like you're, the quarterback you're a control by, freak. But, yeah, by yeah. virtue of the title of the position. You, exactly. Uh, you are in charge when you're the quarterback. Yeah, with I mean, that's just the way it has to be. And you have to be that leader in the locker room, in the huddle. And uh, you, you got to earn your teammates' respect. But you have that control on the field with the plays. And you have that leadership and being in charge just by having that platform and, and being in that position. Well, I was just thinking, do you – have you ever been in a huddle and see confusion that you need to clear up before you get to the line of scrimmage? Because sometimes I, I've been in a huddle, too, and there may be a player that just doesn't have the reps along with the rest of the team. It may, be, it may need a subtle hint, a subtle adjustment. and you know. But that's got to go along with the position, I would assume, at yeah. times throughout your life. Yeah, definitely, all the time, especially in practice. We're, I mean, we're installing a lot, and, and guys have a lot going on right now. And for me, like the number one thing is just like just speak up and ask me so I know that you don't know. Because if I don't know that you don't know, then you just go out and run the wrong route or do the do the wrong assignment. So if you ask me, then I can get you out in the field. And uh, if I see that confusion, then I try to just let them know right away. And a lot of times it happens during games and during practice where we're still talking about the last play and what how we could have fixed that and watched that better. And it's hard because in practice you want to fix it. But like when you're doing team drills and uh, and and doing move the ball drills, you gotta forget about the last play right. and move on. Like the most important play is the next play. Let's forget about that last one. We'll come into meetings, and that's why we have all this meeting time so we can watch them, correct it then, and 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 that's important. But guys want to correct it on the field in the huddle. But when I walk in, that's it's not the time and place. We gotta move on, get the next play, focus on the the job and task at hand, and then go execute that play. So. Um, so you can just put it on film, continue to learn from it, and get better. Mitch Trubisky, our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jeff and Tom. Mitch, uh, given the enormity of the task of digesting all of this, and it's on your shoulders to do it, and everybody else, you know, keys off of you, are you able to quiet your mind at all on those down moments when you do have some time, or, or is your mind constantly thinking now, even off the football field, about football and about this offense? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've found ways to decompress and just relax and and uh, and just like be myself and be a normal person. But this is the life that I chose, and this is the life that chose me. And it's I just I have a football mind. I always think about concepts. Always think about ways to get better. Always think about my teammates. Uh, always staying in touch with coach. Um, all my coaches really just texting my ideas and. Um, watching film, what I can get better at, but I have found ways to just relax, connect with family, uh, decompress, watch Netflix, or just get away from it a little bit. Because if you're always just you, you never want it. You never want it to become boring, monotonous, or it. Football always excites me all the time. So once once I step away for whether it's five, ten, fifteen minutes, or a couple hours. Once I get back into it, then I got to make sure it has all my intention, all my focus, because we just, you don't want to do anything 80 or 90%. It's got to be 100%, 110 all the time. So, when did it bite you, football? 
When, when did, did it get you? When did it get me? When did you remember the When did you sign your first autograph and say, this is, I'm going to sign it when I make the NFL? But, 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 <laughs> but the moment that you fell in love with the game, I don't know if you can recall it as a little kid, but it had to be when you were a little tyke. It had to be when I was little. It had to be when I was little. Um, the first week, I think, of practice ever, I was seven, and I was playing against bigger kids, and um, – I was getting smashed. I'm like, Mom, Dad, I don't know if this is for me because I was playing like wing back or something. I wasn't a quarterback yet. And they're like, no, you're you're sticking to it. And thank God I did because then you just – you score a couple touchdowns. You get that feeling. You you just – you ha- you make some of your best friends growing up, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is so much fun. And then um, you score touchdowns. You're having fun. You're winning games. And then, and then you're watching the college and NFL games on TV. And for me, it was going back to my high school games uh, as, as a youth kid growing up, watching the men or Cardinals play every Friday night with Coach Trevisano and Coach Janiak. And then I was able to be a ball boy. Uh, at a very young age and be a part of an older group of kids and uh, they really mentored me and I just fell in love with the team camaraderie and everything it took that goes on behind the scenes Um, and then just fell fell in love with the game I wanted to be in those big moments I wanted to I wanted to uh, just deliver for my team and be a part of something bigger myself and uh and, and and have fun with it, and it was the, it was the best thing in the world. You averaged forty point three yards as a punter in high school. Did you yeah. ever, did you ever <laughs> yeah. go to pass punt and kick? Uh, I I did. Uh, I don't know. I didn't go to the big thing. The big you punt, went to the local kick, competition, but we had yeah. our local one uh, in Mentor every year at, at our youth camp that I actually went back to this year. So we had the Good punt, pass, and kick at the uh, at the Mentor camp everywhere, and I I did win it uh, five or six years straight Atta throughout boy. the youth camp. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got to punt, and we weren't trying to punt my senior year, but the times we did, I, I got to boot it a couple times. So, yeah, you guys yeah. put up some amazing numbers. Yeah, you we had a punt much, squad. that's for sure. Mitch Trubisky, our guest here on Bears All Access, will take a break and have more on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score. Sign your child up for a fun, non-contact Chicago Bears youth football camp brought to you by Gatorade and Athletical Physical Therapy. Visit www.bearscamps.com to save $50 today. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer with you on Bears All Access with Mitch Trubisky. A few more segments to go with the Bears starting quarterback. Uh, recent, and I brought it up to you, a story by Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report. He, he did one on you before the draft in 17 and did one with you this summer. Uh, an incredible article, an incredible uh look behind the curtain of what you're all about uh, and how thoughtful you were about this game, what it means to you, where you see this franchise heading in the future and so forth. Um, There's an inner desire that's something, and it's a quote that I'm going to pull from you. It's something inside of me that's always wanted to be great and leave a mark. Where do you think it comes from? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just like, like I like I told you guys before, I felt like I was meant to play this game, and my reasons for playing this game, I think that's just what they're meant to be, and I'm just trying to do something bigger than myself. So it's not about – I mean, you just got to play this game for the right reasons. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. Um, it's about creating a, a positive impact and making – just leaving a lasting legacy, I think, just – for me, it's just thinking as big as possible and then just trying to go out and get it. So think as big as possible. Think about as many wins, um, championships, um, relationships that you create along the way, and think as big as possible and then just try to go get it. And you just got to have something inside of you that uh, 
that makes you tick, that just makes you go. You just you just got to love it, you know. Well, it goes along with the position, too, because the quarterback is the most high-profile position there is. When I look at guys like Cody Whitehair or Danny Trevathan, I see the same commitment to those guys to get where they got. Unfortunately, Cody's one of five in the middle of a big pile, and Danny Trevathan's on the second level. There's only one quarterback. So I guess I guess when you're a little kid and you're going into Pop Warner, they always look at you and go, oh, what position does this kid fit into? And you're fit into that position. But once you finally get into that quarterback, there there is a kind of a special aura about you and the way that you need to treat your teammates to get the best out of them. You know, I mean, I just you you help your teammates flourish by your attitude, your accuracies, and the and the way you can perform. Yeah, definitely, and I would say vice versa as well. So the things that motivate me and are playing with guys like Cody Whitehair, Dan Trevathan, like they inspire and motivate me, and I have to I have to mirror that as well. So I mean. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to do, just try to inspire and make other people around me better the same way that I feel like they're, they're making me better. So Cody Whitehair, my lineman up front, like just such like passionate, selfless guys. I have to I have to be the same way and even more so just to make their jobs and uh, their experience just as amazing as I feel like mine is. You know what I mean? I pulled out of this uh, article also. It's clear to me that you – have done your research as well, um, maybe out of your own curiosity or or need or to understand other leaders and how they lead men. And is that something that you've always done, or has it just been something part of your professional development? Because clearly you're reading books. The Sam Walker book, The Captain Class, is something that was discussed. You went through that in great detail. Highly recommend people, you know, Googling this story. You'll you'll learn a lot about Mitch and, and what he's all about. It's very, very detailed. But that is that something that you did on your own that you want to learn more about how other men lead other men? Yeah, definitely. Um, leadership is very important to me. And reading that book by Sam Walker, The Captain's Class, awesome book. And I've been able to develop a relationship with Sam as well to continue to like just dive in and learn about leadership and find find out about other leaders and try to implement what they do. And I think it more so not learning about others, but you got to figure out like what's what works for you like because I read things I'm like ah that's not who I'm that's not who I am I'm not going to do that but like these things I'm like oh I never thought of it like that like that is a good way to lead and and that fits with what I do as well so let me implement that let me just anything to gain an edge to anything that can make me a better person a better leader uh, a better teammate in general I'm always trying to just gain knowledge and 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 trying to get an edge to continue to get better and that book definitely gave me a lot of great ideas on what I can work on uh, what I already have that I can continue to grow and let prosper and then some things that I need to cut out and then because I've been told like different things in the past and, and how to lead and uh, you, you got to give big speeches. But like in this book, like it's not uh, the true leader. The most successful ones throughout history aren't the ones who gave the Hollywood halftime speech. Like, get him, come on, guys. Like, we got to do this. Like those guys usually aren't saying anything. They're going one on one. They Their teammates know they care. They're always doing their job. Um, and, and it's a lot of like contact. Um, uh, I. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, yeah, eye contact. Like you know, eye contact. I, eyeball to eyeball. 
and just like just being locked in in that fiery passion your guys have to feel you so it's not about like what you say it's about like what you're doing and and how you get your point across to your teammates so um yeah awesome book and awesome article by ty dunn and uh, i haven't read it yet he knows i don't read those stuff those things uh, but my parents love the article as well and when i get a text from my parents saying wow that was a great article um you i, I kind of know he did a really good job and i like love sitting down with him over the last couple of years and i think he's done one a year on me um just to like let people know who i really am so i appreciate the piece he did on me and just spending time with him to get my point across but um yeah there's a lot that goes on and i'm always just trying to further and figure out different ways to to learn and grow as a person and i think reading and and especially it's I love sports and I love history, so that book kind of combined it, and it it talks about all the greatest leaders throughout sports and what they did and what who they are as people and what they were about to help further their teams and uh, become su- successful dynasties. You know, you talk about being a good teammate. You know, that's got to transfer to the other side of the ball. So Mitchell Trubisky, you know, last year we came here and there was so much uncertainty about the defensive backfield of the Bears. Now I think it's one of their highlights of the defense. Do you spend any time talking to those guys? Do you get, like, their observances of you? Do you get any kind of indicators of what a defensive player can help a quarterback? Definitely, all the time. I mean, as a quarterback, you got to be the leader of the offense, and you're also looked at as leader of the team. So, for me, it's encouraging those DBs, challenging them. Make We're making each other better in practice, and then afterwards talking about it, having fun, and just being guys, hanging out with the guys, but also, like, talking scheme, talking with Prince and Kyle about what they're seeing with my shoulders or foot, footwork, if I'm getting given any tips for certain routes and how I could do a better job hiding that or uh, talking with Eddie or Amos about uh, where I'm looking when I'm going downfield as opposed to short routes, uh, just trying to do as much as I can the same play uh, to hide in disguise. Um, intermediate passes from deep ones and, and run plays from pass plays, just making everything look alike and vice versa as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling them if, oh, if they're playing off like that, I know they're going to jump or um, just going back and forth and, and trying to iron sharpens iron, just trying to make each other better every single day and having those conversations. And um, it's not just offense and offense guys, the offensive guys hanging out with the defense. And I think that's something that's different from that's, last year. That's critical. We're a lot, we're a lot closer and we're making each other better. So, um, yeah, they, Eddie, they Eddie, Eddie Jackson was telling me about it the other day and he, he came out with a big smile on his face and he starts talking about, you guys had a conversation about the draft class. Yeah. You know how, Lot, there is a lot of pressure on that draft class. It, it's like the the foundation a little bit about the next generation of bears, and you guys own it. You're embracing it. You're not running away from. Yeah, it. Yeah, we definitely embrace it. I think that's just the type of people we have and the type of uh, players that we brought in. The me, Tariq, Adam, and Eddie, and uh, we want that pressure and we want to be the ones that we can look back years from now and be like, this is where it started, this is where we turned around, and we just let our personality shine. But we are doing it together, and it's – I mean, we 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 realize now that the offense needs the defense and the defense needs the offense, and we just need to feed off of each other and uh, to be able to win football games. That's what it comes down to, just – and special teams as well. So we're just very inclusive, very tight-knit group and making each other better every every single day and make sure we're having fun with it. So we're joking around at Eddie's, hey, I'm, I'm going I'm to get the next one. I'm going to pick you off next time, and I'm trying to make him better as well. So it's just every day competing and getting better. Now there's some jokers. There's some personalities oh, brewing on definitely. this team. All right, in your own backfield with number 29. But you might, and, you, and you might have one percolating in 17 over oh, there because 17. I hear 17 talk 
talk about Anthony we'll, Miller. Everybody. We will yeah. talk about Anthony Miller coming out <laughs> after this break. We'll take one here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app presented by Verizon. Jeff and Tom with Mitch Trubisky, the Bears starting quarterback. Uh, Before the break, we brought up Anthony Miller. Tom, you brought up Anthony Miller. Um, Tom knows I I was talking about this guy during the draft process. I, 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 I could not stop watching his tape. I couldn't. He he was unstoppable at Memphis and to then learn his story about the Memphis grind and what he's all about deep in his soul and what that town uh, forces you to become, so to speak, how you grow up and walking on there and just becoming a stellar player. Uh, I love the guy and uh, he is not shy. And and even talking to defenses coaches, he's not shy. What's it been like playing with him and learning about him and what he is capable of becoming? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, I think he, Anthony's got a ton of potential, and he's been able to pick up things quickly. And um, what it really impresses me the most about him is, one, his swagger, his attitude, his confidence. Um, and he lets it show, but it's 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 not too much, I don't think. And he could stick his foot in the ground and separate. That's really what uh, what he can do different from the other guys. He could stick his foot in the ground and, and change directions uh, just as good as anyone I've seen. He's up there with, with – guys I've thrown to in the past, and Tariq, just you, you could see it, sticks his foot, separates, runs routes, very uh, savvy when the ball's around him and, and goes up and gets it, and he, he plays with a lot of confidence, and um, it just, I feel, because we talked about that, just that inner confidence and what drives you, I, I see that, and I could feel that from Anthony as well, just knowing, getting to know him, his background story, and what motivates him, and you just, you want guys around you that want to be great as well, and uh, he's doing whatever he can to fit in this offense and get the ball, and he's out here working as hard as hard as anybody. So I appreciate that. Well, you got Anthony Miller as a rookie, then you got Allen Robinson as a veteran, you got Taylor Gabriel as a veteran. They've have some NFL experience. Do the two players talk to you differently, exact of of the routes they're running, the way they like the football, or anything? You know, because you have a rookie with no NFL experience, but these other guys with a great deal of an ex- NFL experience. Do you see a dividing line between the two? Yeah, it's different Um, because those guys can talk about, to me, what they've done in the past, the veterans. Mm -hmm. And then Anthony is really just asking me, hey, hey, like, what do you want here? Um, Just trying to be a sponge with an open mind and kind of asking what I want because he he knows if – if I do exactly what the quarterback wants, then I'm, I'm going to get the ball and I'll be in the right spot at the right time, and that's what it's all about. And then for the other guys, it's kind of like comparing what they did to the past, but um, just – shaping it to what we're doing this year just so we can get on the same page so uh, Anthony's I think everyone learns in, in different ways and the guys uh, the veterans like Alan and um, Taylor they could look at what they did in the past and kind of let their minds translate to what we're trying to do now where Anthony is more of like blank slate brand new offense like trying to pick it up and it's it's all about communication and being on the same page and we're having great conversations and the more I can get around those guys and talk about them with them in the film room and on the field and if we're seeing the same thing that's when you're really clicking as quarterback to receiver and all those guys have been great picking up the offense um, keeping an open mind and communicating with me and all three of those guys I would say have that hunger that just drives them and, and want to get better want to be on the same page with the quarterback because uh, you, as a receiver, you want the ball, so right, right. <laughs> you got to make sure your quarterback uh, knows where you're going to be and at what time, at what depth, 
and uh, then you get the ball, and then you score touchdowns, <laughs> and then you have happy receivers. <laughs> <laughs> and happy fans, that's for sure. Mitch Trubisky, our guest. Head coach Matt Nagy, does he remind you of anyone that you've ever come across in your life? Um, and how do you two – your personalities – I mean <clears> – <throat> Obviously, the obsessed aspect of what he's yeah. what he's preaching it fits you. You you are obsessed, right? Yeah, you're, you're relentless. Clearly, and I, going back and just reading about you and knowing you in the short time I do, you clearly you're obsessed. So does am, that yeah. does that make the matchup with you and he perfect? For sure. I just being obsessed is like. You think about it daily. You're always trying to, like, do as much as you can to take advantage of every single opportunity because you never want to look back on something and be like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. You want to give it everything you got, leave it all on the field. And Coach Nagy, is, he's, he's one of a kind. Uh, he definitely has character, characteristics of people I've come across in the past, but he is, uh, he, he's, he's a special guy. He's a special offensive mind. He's, uh, he's got a great persona and attitude and, and vibe about him that – the team has um, has just we we've got that energy from him and we we've really vibed off him on both sides of the ball. He's he's an offensive guy, but he's supporting the defense and he's pushing them on that side of the ball as well as offense. And everyone just I think he's he's made everyone hungrier. We want to learn more. We want to work harder. We want to um, become more united uh, because we have a very fiery, passionate leader in him and. Uh, he's also one of the most sincere guys and just will have a, a real conversation with you about anything, football, off the field, and he, he cares about his players. And you you couldn't ask anything more as, as uh, playing for that guy. You know, at practice I was watching Dave Ragone do a kind of a rush hassle drill to you quarterbacks. And then I see Mark Helfrich over there, including himself and the coaching, and you got Matt. Where does Mitch fit his time in between those three coaches, and how do each of them assist you? Yeah, um, it's, I mean, there's no, like, set time. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, okay. you know, I see each of these guys doing different things to, to help you. Um, you know, I guess where does the chain of command go for Mitch when you're either in a meeting, learning on the field, getting coaching uh, points? Is is there a level or are they all, are they all one and the same? I think the great thing about them is they all work together. They're very cohesive, open-minded, and they're not worried about stepping on each other's toes or saying something. Um, and they each have their own unique style. So, I mean, there's enough there's enough for me to go around right. for everybody, and I'm just trying to learn as much as possible. And they all have this unique perspective and backgrounds from where they come from, but it's never it's never divisive. It's never com- conflicting. It's everyone moving towards the same goal and coaching in that way. So they've done a great job of just breaking it up, who talks when, um, and doing it as a cohesive unit. And it goes the same way coaching on the field. So whoever's calling in plays, sometimes it's Coach Helfrich uh, going through plays. Sometimes it's Coach Nagy and, and the call-out situations. And, and then Coach Ragone is talking to me throughout all of practice. So when we do drills, um, when we do routes, they're all working together, and I'm just trying to absorb all of it from all of them. And uh, – and, and and it's it's never a divisive, conflicting manner. They they work great together. They've been awesome. And Chase Daniel and Tyler Ray, for that matter, as well. Fifteen years combined in the league. Yeah, you already have more starts than both of them combined. That's just by virtue of their positions in their in their life so far. But um, they seem to be willing as anybody, but yet still have competitiveness to them too. 
Yeah, they're awesome. I can't, cannot say enough good things about Chase and Tyler. Just, I mean, being quarterbacks and you look across the league and just like in general, I mean, guys in the NFL, they have they have these egos and they have selfish desires. I want more money. I want more playing time. And then you come across guys like Chase and Tyler, just the ultimate competitors, and then just willing to do whatever it takes for this team. And for them helping me and just being sincere, genuine guys and wanting to hang out all the time. And there, we, we do things different this year where all the quarterbacks, we, we do everything together. So meetings, um, going out to eat, um, just, just being around each other. And that's continued to make the quarterback room more united and we're, we're getting better and we're more efficient that way. And that's helped our offense and our team as well. So I just think having those guys and that attitude and, and what they bring to the table um, and, and they're so competitive and they're pushing me every day. And they've had so much experience in the NFL and this offense that they give me great tips and knowledge every day to just help me learn and pick something up that much faster so I could just improve from it, move on, and, and go to the next thing. One more segment to go with Mitch Trubisky, the Bears starting quarterback here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Jeff and Tom, Mitch Trubisky. On our final remaining moments, um, it's, it's a game week when you think about it because a week from tonight, Bears are playing in Canton against the Baltimore Ravens in the Hall of Fame game. Been to Canton as a kid, I assume. Yep. You ever play uh, there? I did not play there. I was a ball boy in 2006 and 2007 when the Menor Cardinals were in the state championship. Uh, unfortunately, we lost both, but they were the two – some of the two best years in the rides I've been on as far as like, cause I felt I was part of that team as like a sixth and seventh grader being a ball boy. I thought I was like, my role was just important as the guys who were playing <laughs> being a ball boy. So that was so much fun as a kid. And that's kind of what has grown my love for the game. And, uh, Canton is a special place, the hall of fame, all the special players who have been there. And, uh, the Bears do have the most Hall of Fame. Yes, they do. Yes, we do. And, and uh, Big 54 going in. Brian yes, Erlacher. Uh, you've met. We, we love the guy. We've known, you've known him, obviously, uh, since his entry into the league. He's a do-anything-for-you kind of guy, which I believe is a reflection in the mirror of you, too. You are that guy. It appears to be. Um, on the year that he's going in, how cool is it that this is all? It, it's, it's a big platform jump, really, a springboard for the rest of the season. Who knows who's playing and how long and whatnot, and it's probably going to be a lot of young players, but that's almost besides the point. It's the day when a, a member of your family is going in the hall. Yeah, definitely, um, and it really is. It's a it's a Bears family, and that's important to everyone who's been in this and wear the blue and orange, and um, Brian Urlacher is obviously a special player, but a special person, just getting to know him a little off the field, and uh, he supported me in, in this team and, and still does. Uh, going forward, and it's going to be a special day for him. And it's just all this excitement around him and this team going into the season. You, I mean, you just—it's the the perfect recipe, I guess. You could Growing say. up as a football fan, was there ever a defensive player out there that made you nervous or going, "Wow, I'm glad I don't play against him"? Or <laughs> oh, did, you, did you did you ever? <laughs> Brian Erlacher would definitely yeah. be that guy. You don't. <laughs> well, wanna, well, you think Erlacher? I mean, saw him on the Nike commercials right. growing up. You're like, geez, those. How how like how big do I have to get so where I could like just go against that guy you know well, you know I mean? you, like he's, he's so big so fast and you just as a kid you're like gosh the nfl really is a different level <laughs> well think about him dropping in cover two down the middle of the field down the pipe yeah. at six four 
260, 255, running a 46, 45, 640. And trying to throw yeah. over the top of him. Well, yeah. we, we were doing a report the other day. There's a lot of instances during Brian's career where he would chase someone down. The person would get up and look. And I remember Michael Vick one time. Brett well, you Favre. Said Brett, Favre Brett Favre one time. Turned around. Aaron Rodgers. Like, who was that? Right. These guys are looking. Who hit me this hard that was running this fast? And they yeah. turn. When they see the expression that it's a guy like Erlocker, you know, as a kid growing up, I look at NFL players going, God, I, I'm glad I never have to play against him or it'll be done by the time yeah. I get there. And, you know, it's the same thing. You know, you just. You watch a guy that you envy. It's crazy. I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame for a reason. He's uh, <laughs> he's a specimen on the field, and I just think his personality, along with his work th- work ethic, uh, it's a unique, special caliber, new uh, head of hair type of guys that only get into the Hall of Fame. And Brian definitely fits into that category, and his play and uh, it speaks for itself. This week on Inside the Bears, James Daniels talks about his journey from starting freshman in the Rose Bowl to getting the call from the Bears on draft night and Lauren Screeden and Staley. Check out all the outdoor activities fans can do after practice here in Kankakee County. Inside the Bears airs Saturdays at 6 on CW50 Chicago and Sundays at 1035 on Fox 32 Chicago. You can also watch show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. Remaining moments. Back to that article. There was something you said about your belief and where this is headed. And it was written, he vows right here to turn the Bears into a winner. You better believe him. And your quote was, it's going to happen. It's for sure. That belief is necessary when you're a quarterback. And when you have your guys buying into that, will you know when it happens? being around football as long as you have. Because there's a moment, you know, you can ask anybody who's been to the Super Bowl, there's a moment when it happens. Do you think you'll notice when it'll happen when you guys are ready to roll? Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll know. And I think it's just kind of brewing right now. But obviously, I, th- I don't think you have those type of big moments until you get into the season. But I think one of the most important things, thinking about uh, – that that comment or that quote is having that belief but also not knowing when it's going to come but also believing it doesn't matter when it comes and it might not be tomorrow it may not be next week it might not be next year but that doesn't matter it's all about the process and and believing that it will happen and when it does it's going to be special so um that's that's just the mindset getting better every day when that special moment happens trust me everybody will know about it and we're just going to be rolling from there but I definitely think you just got to have that belief and um I just think everyone from your teammates to the um to the coaches the fans and everybody else in the organization they feed off that kind of excitement and and belief and that's what you want to believe in that's what makes everything so exciting that's why you play the game Mitch, we appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you so appreciate much. You Mitch Trubisky, our guest. Thanks to Mitch for also Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, uh, Greg Miller, Paul Zerang, Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. That's going to do it tonight on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, PNC, and Ford.